Hi guys, this is Jackie Cooper and I'm with Crypto Mom. And for those that of you that might be new to following my podcast as well as um, my YouTube channel, the Crypto Mom I created because I am newly involved with the cryptocurrency world and I'm super excited about learning about it and I would like to take you along on my journey. A little bit of background about myself for those that might not know, um, I am an attorney, but I'm also in the education side of um, elementary school education. And I definitely believe that as we investigate um, our own personal financial literacy, we uh, need to kind of reach out and talk to people in various areas. And I'm not a financial advisor. So everything that I share with you today and on any podcast is more you know, from the educational perspective and my own personal journey and opinion. Um, today, I am really um, excited to have John Barry here. Um, he is involved with the cryptocurrency world in a variety of ways. We connected on LinkedIn and um, he has a, a company and a website called Quantified Crypto. And um, John has um, been involved in the technology side for a while. John, thank you so much for being here. I am really happy for you to kind of educate me as well as my listeners. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Jackie, for having me. Looking forward to this. So um, how did you actually get involved with cryptocurrency and creating uh, Quantified Crypto? Tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. Start with my son. Um, my son was a college student and learned about Bitcoin in 2016 and told me all about it. And I remember when I was in college, telling my father all about the IBM PC, how it was going to be the next biggest thing. And he totally ignored me. And so when my son came up with something brand new, I was going to listen to him. And we all got involved in Bitcoin in 2016. That's and great. So that was my introduction to Bitcoin. So, and then go ahead. that led to us doing some cryptocurrency trading. Um, pretty much, we were brand new. We knew nothing about cryptocurrency, but just using some basic stock knowledge and my son's research and knowledge of cryptocurrency, we kind of started out with a very small sum of money. And that sum of money became huge within a year. Wow. So I know that there's always risks involved in everything that, um, you know, someone gets involved with. And, and that's why I always tell everyone, do your own research. Um, but for someone who's just getting involved in this whole world, um, what I see, and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, show the, your, uh, your website, because it has so many resources, but what would you think would be the first step that someone should kind of look at and think about? Okay, I would say, just to take a step back on what you're saying, is that I have found in my trading history, innovation is always the best thing to invest in. Uh, when my son was in elementary school, we got him a little iPod. And at that point, I thought it was really great technology that on a, in the palm of your hand, you could have something like 2,000 songs, and you could do video recording in the palm of your hand. I thought this was great innovation. I bought 25 shares of Apple for each of my three children. And that little small investment ended up paying for most of their college expenses 15 years later. 
and this was before the Apple iPhone um, and Apple Explorer. But you have to look for innovation, whether it's Tesla. And what was very attractive about Bitcoin was the blockchain. You cannot really invest in cryptocurrency unless you understand the blockchain. And on our website, we do have a trading 101 where we call it cryptocurrency basics, and you can go there and learn about the blockchain. I could talk now on the blockchain, but um, I'll just leave it at that. So I'm kind of, for those that are on my Zoom um, and the YouTube channel, I'm kind of flipping around, and um, there's definitely a wealth of knowledge, um, videos, there's heat maps, there's, um, what is a heat map for those that might not know? Okay, heat map is a visual display of the leading cryptocurrencies. And it's designed to tell you at a quick glance how the whole cryptocurrency market is doing and which cryptocurrencies are leading or falling the most. So I definitely see Bitcoin, I see Ethereum, I see XRP, I uh, see, uh, now I see a red and I see green. So green um, are those that are going up, red might not be? Yes. So like you can look at the dark green and you can see uni let's say or maker and if you click on those on the actual ticker symbol yeah and that will bring you to a coin page which will give you a description and technical now analysis on those pages interesting so um i'm gonna flip on over oh yep it says slightly bullish so it has it has a lot of different visuals. We have a lot of charts and graphs on it. And you can scroll down and you will see a price chart for it also. Ah, I love it. I love it. I have just slowly started to get involved in learning about the foreign exchange area. So this is um, this is this is amazing. I mean there's just there's once you sort of dive in, it's um, it's a whole nother world to understand digital currencies. I see Coin Screener here. I'm just going to click on that. And again, uh, you and I were talking about the coin that I'm involved in, and um, it's it's sort of like Bitcoin that I'm involved in. I would say is sort of like what I would t call a penny stock i mean it's a, it's a it's a newbie and and that's why i i became involved in that because i um it was a low enough um entry point that i felt comfortable with um but how do you end up putting or how are coins on here how are they determined okay pretty much for any investment you have different components you look at one is fundamental analysis where you do research on the company and another one is technical analysis where you do research on price patterns um, with any asset with technical analysis you need good size volume and good size activity which indicates there's a lot of trading going on for these securities and so just to take a step back also why is technical analysis important for cryptocurrency? Uh, compared to stocks, stocks have loads of visibility. You have quarterly statements that talk about a stock's financial well-being. You have tons of government reports that would have, let's say you're buying a stock, a steel stock, U.S. Steel. You'll have government reports that show demand of the steel market, imports and, imports and exports out of China. So for almost every stock, there's government reports 
you know, Federal Reserve minutes. You have a wealth of information. You have the CEO of companies giving speeches and presentations. So there's a wealth of information. But in cryptocurrency, you don't have this information. So the science of technical analysis is really much more important for cryptocurrency because you don't have the visibility. You don't have an SEC uh, verified document that this is a financial report for this cryptocurrency. The only thing that I, um, you know, in my in my um, newbie sort of research here, um, I know that there are some coins that are regulated and some coins that are not regulated. So from the coins that are regulated, for example, Bitcoin is regulated and it was established in Estonia, which I learned through um, talking to someone else is a country that actually has gone all digital um and it's very high tech so um from your because again you're you're way you're way you know ahead of me in terms of all this but from your uh, experience and analysis from regulated coins versus not regulated coins even though i know bitcoin's not regulated but it's the granddaddy for everything um what's your understanding of the the benefits for that for the regulations uh I think more regulation as far as governments getting involved to say this is like valid is a good thing. But the key to remember is I don't know how many countries are in the world and they each have their own regulatory structures. So you have to be very careful saying this is regulated and this is not because in one country they're going to be regulated and in another country they're going to consider that this is a security it should not be listed on this exchange. Like XRP, which used to be called Ripple, um, is regulated, quote unquote. But the SEC recently said this is a security and should not be traded. And it will be delisted in multiple exchanges. So regulation is hard to say. It's really adoption is the most important thing for cryptocurrency over regulation. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the, the Ripple situation. I know that um, there's a difference in um, security investment in terms of coins versus utility coins. And again, um, even within the United States, there's, and again, I'm just kind of learning a little bit as I go, um, there's different agencies have different definitions of how coins should be handled or are defined. So that will be interesting to see how all this unfolds as well. Um, so I know that you have also, um, you talk about the trading 101, you have the blog and news heat maps. What about API? What exactly is, is that? And explain more for those that are listening. Okay. API stands for Application Programmable Interface. And there are many advanced traders that instead of having it visually on your screen, they want to get a computer feed right into their computer. And that will feed into their algorithm that's used to calculate, is this cryptocurrency a good buy or is this cryptocurrency a good sell? And so our algorithm for the APIs are identical to what's visually displayed. I see. So It'll be like the raw information used by us. So is that what um, Forex traders will be using then? Yes, anybody that wants to have an algorithm would use that, or they might be doing research, you know? And so, 
Um, in terms of, I see also a login. Um, so is there, uh, how would someone become more involved with um, Quantify Crypto? Um, yeah, we currently provide um, a free um, service for subscribers, so you can log in. And we pretty much give some advice for people. We send out a newsletter to people that log in, and you can save your favorites. So, like, when you come back, you'll have your favorites and things like that. So, it's hard to have favorites when, you know, when randomly somebody pops in and out. But when somebody has an account, we can link their favorites to that account. So, Interesting. Um, and, and how many um, subscribers do you have? We have about a thousand Wow. And how do people learn about you? Um, it's just been word of mouth. We have not had a marketing campaign of any sort. We've been online about one year. Wow, that's uh, awesome. We're seeing strong growth. Like uh, in December, we had a 37% increase in page views from November. November had been our prior record, and we're up 37% in December. And then the first six days of January, our total surpassed what we had in December. So our traffic has been kind of exponentially growing. Where do you see the future of cryptocurrency going? Um, it's going to keep expanding because there are great use cases for it. You're seeing more and more um, corporate America getting involved. Specifically, you're seeing so much more occur with Ethereum. You know, Ethereum is a platform many applications are being built on top of. And so you're going to see more and more about Ethereum and the trading that can go on Ethereum. Specifically, decentralized exchanges are using Ethereum as their base. I'm, I'm learning a little bit about Ethereum because Bitcoin is one of the coins that was actually built on Ethereum. So I, I learned a little bit about the open source aspect of that, and, and that's fascinating. I recently heard that um, someone actually got paid in Bitcoin for their salary. And then there was like a New York bar, two New York bars that also were sold through Bitcoin. Where do you, where do you see the, um, how all this is going to, do you think that fiat currency is going to go more digital? I know that we are on the phone and everything right now, but what do you see as the future of the fiat currency? Yeah, fiat currency is definitely going more digital. And this has been happening for about 20 to 30 years before even cryptocurrency existed. Because you'd have like bank uh, transfers point to point, which would, when you would transfer funds from, let's say, your brokerage account to a bank, whatever, that's really a digital transformation that occurs. And then it gets cleared to a back office. And so what cryptocurrency does, it is a better way to transfer funds using the blockchain technology instead of just a point-to-point -point transaction. So some of my listeners might not be familiar, and I'm still learning about the all the nuances about what blockchain means. Can you explain more about um, smart contracts and blockchain and the how that all works? Okay. At a very simplistic level, in the past, I wanted to send you some money um my bank would wire transfer from john barry to jackie this amount of money to use this blockchain to do that what happens is it goes into a network where you have 32 plus nodes or actually hundreds of nodes but 32 become the validators on this transaction 
and it says, and they all have to agree, this is a valid transaction going from John Barry to Jackie. And after all 32 agree, as called verification and validation, the transaction goes to you. And it's really made to present hacking. And you might be, wow, I hear about so many Bitcoin hacks, but to hack Bitcoin itself, you would have to have access to know what 32 out of thousands of miners are actually doing this transaction at that time. And so it's virtually impossible to be able to get every single node and hack it simultaneously to agree. Where if you're going from point A to point B, it's much easier to hack because it's the one central location. That so the blockchain technology is a really a computer network verification system. And Bitcoin is built on top of this network. And then somebody has the idea. It's nice that we have the monetary value on top of the blockchain. It would be nice if we added a computer language in there. So um, Ethereum was born with what's called smart contracts, but it's really um, a program in smarts that's added to the blockchain and the intrinsic value of that coin. You have a contract. So you mentioned a few things. Um, nodes. What's a node? Okay, a node is what's called a miner. You hear about Bitcoin miners all the time. Yeah. And Bitcoin miners get uh, rewards for uh, solving a computer algorithm. And when they solve this algorithm, they get rewarded in Bitcoin. And they use a special algorithm. But one of the requirements of running this algorithm is you have to be a verifier on the Bitcoin network. And so while you're processing to try to break this code and get a reward for Bitcoin, your obligation is you have to be a validator on the Bitcoin network. So again, this might not, there might not be an answer to this, but if there is, great. How does one become a validator? You would have to have the mining equipment. Okay. And you have to download the software that mines bitcoin and i wouldn't know i'm not a miner myself i just know of the principles of so again i'm going to ask the question and there might be an answer that you know and, and maybe not and that's that's all good um where do you get this code from i mean um is it in one place that if someone was interested in mining they actually go to this and then they're able to download or how does one yeah, find that's how it's done it's an uh, open source okay I, I forget the website it might be bitcoin.com i'm not positive of that okay but it's uh the bitcoin mining software there might be Guys, special um, drivers Jake. for the exact uh, hardware you're using right probably is. and that's probably handled by the hardware manufacturers, but that's pretty much how you do it. It's open source, mine code. Amazing. I mean, just the the fact that there's coding involved here and this multiple use in this platform, just like it always blows my mind uh, being on the internet and being able to mm -hmm. communicate with you and anyone else, no matter where you are in the world through, you know, I remember growing up and we didn't have an internet. And mm -hmm. I remember just like the, before Bitcoin happened, you know, it's like, the the developments that have happened technology wise are just incredible and mm -hmm. i have no clue where it's going to go i mean it's just it's amazing yeah. um 
I really appreciate your being here. Any last minute thoughts that you want to share before we sign off? I know we, we might have continuing conversations, um, but I really appreciate your being here. Any last minute yeah, thoughts? I, yeah, just um, some suggestions for people that want to invest in Bitcoin and stuff. I have um, two major or three major rules. And one is with cryptocurrency, it has high volatility. Mm-hmm. So cost averaging to get in is a good thing. Don't lump some right away. Our website has what's called the trend algorithm, which will identify good times to buy and good times to sell. Like if it's 70 or higher, you're generally a good time to get in. If it's below 30, it means it's a very risky market. But dollar cost average slowly in because Bitcoin has a lot more volatility than stocks do. And do not trade on margin. That's because a lot of people go, oh, Bitcoin's going to the moon. And they get into Bitcoin and they're in it for two weeks and they have a nice profit and they're like, oh, this is going to go up. But margin trading is a way to ruin. A lot of people will brag, oh, I went on margin and I made 90x. Don't fall for that. If you're in a good investment, just know holding on to a good investment for multiple years is always proven to be the best investment you can get into. And don't be in a get rich quick scheme. You want an investment that's going to give you really nice return in a three to five year period. And that's what Bitcoin is. I, I definitely agree with you that um, everyone has to do their own financial research. They need to think about the, the long term, not always the short term. And um, everyone has to definitely educate themselves and and be comfortable because of the fact that um, there's risk. There's definitely a risk, and and um, and to do this in a smart way and not um, in an emotional way, you know, uh, to you know check everything out. And you were telling me that you know there's certain exchanges that are um, higher exchanges. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, you want to trade on a what's a reputable exchange, you know, mm-hmm. like Coinbase, a Binance, a Kraken. Uh, Gemini, these are all very good quality exchanges. You want to make sure you're trading on a quality exchange. Um, you want to get a hardware wallet. You don't have to keep all your currency on an exchange. You can have a hardware wallet, but you should know fully how a hardware wallet works. And that will be a whole nother conversation because yeah, wallets, yeah, because wallets definitely, um, there's all different types. And um, I know that, you know, if you don't keep all the words in the right order, you know, it's a whole, a whole nother area. <laughs> uh, what makes the exchanges that you mentioned solid though? What makes, you know, from um, your perspective? Pretty much, I think, has their own wallet built in so you can use their wallet, but they, um, have gone through rigorous uh, regulation hoops to go through. They have like the New York State Bit License, which is one of the high hardest Bit licenses to get, as does Gemini. Um, but they have been proven reliable. You know, you don't want you want a, an exchange that is used by leading institutions, which is Coinbase. And there's a reason like Binance and Coinbase are the leading exchanges. You don't want an exchange where Oh, you have high spreads, you have, um, you can just do your due diligence, but it's always best to go with a market leader and not just go with a little niche. 
Whenever you mention regulation, it always perks my ears just because it's my law background. So who actually regulates the uh, these these coin market bases? Okay, um, each state has their own regulations. Some are more lenient than others, but New York State is the strictest. Interesting. And so they are very um, strict on who gets a bit license. And there are some exchanges that refuse to work with New York because they say the restrictions are too tough. And that might be correct. But I know for an exchange to pass that test, they have been looked at very thoroughly. Good to know. Good to know. And again, I really appreciate your being here. I know that there's going to be a lot of other uh, conversations that we're going to have as I have questions. I'll invite you on and we'll educate everyone, you know, as I'm as I'm learning and growing as well. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me.